Going away presents from the Count himself in appreciation. Why would you open my nose? No. It is more fun to open them all together, yes? Please sit down. We will wait for the others. Hello and welcome to the James Bond Complex, the show where we discuss and enjoy the James Bond phenomenon from Fleming to film and everything in between. Ooh. Ooh, indeed. I'm mm-hmm. one of your hosts, Emery. I am the other one of your hosts, Edgar. And we're here today to talk about, uh, well, it's Christmas time, Edgar. It is Christmas time. There's a chill in the air. Not much snow at the time of this recording. Not where <laughs> I am anyways, but it's cold enough for it to snow. Uh, and we're back with the annual Christmas special. Always an interesting episode to edit because you never really, it's a little bit like a box of chocolates. You truly never know what you're going to get when the audio messages come in. <laughs> uh, there have been some wild ones in past years. Uh, I will not name names. They still made it in, but they were like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Some people get really into it. I remember uh, just not not in the context of, of a Christmas episode, but I do remember there was one uh, keen Bond fan who sent us um, – their impression of the uh, of the queen which was uh, quite yes. quite good um, and it's unfortunate that that's never made the light of day and it probably won't ever but uh, we have some enthusiastic fans and collaborators that work with us there are there are there are quite a lot of enthusiastic and and kudos to the people out there you know there are the obvious ones your zaritskis uh, your bud wests uh, the bond the i almost said the body brain <laughs> body brain the Bond body. Brain, Joe Darlington, uh, and there's still quite a few podcasts kicking around. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Honor Matchy's Secret, uh, what is it, Honor Matchy's Secret Podcasts. There's also um, Roger Moore's Cubbyhole. That's a pretty mm. funny one. I mean, the name it the the name should tell you all you need to all you need to know about that show. <laughs> That's a pretty funny one. So yeah, there are quite um, a lot we of. We are a colorful ones. bunch. Very colorful bunch. Very colorful bunch. This year, we asked our fans to to contribute something particularly different. Well, not particularly different, but in in the spirit of the 60th anniversary mm. of uh, our Lord James Bond. Um, may he rest in peace for the moment. <laughs> That's true. Too soon, memory. Too soon. <laughs> but uh, what what did we ask our fans uh, this year, uh, Edgar? Well, we asked our listeners and friends. Uh, in light of the 60th anniversary of the film franchise, what is your happiest James Bond memory? Irrespective of if it has to do with your favorite film or your favorite, you know, the best friend you made through the Bond fan community, particular moment when you discovered James Bond, it doesn't really matter. We left it sufficiently open and as positive as we could. We figured it's the 60th anniversary, it is still something to celebrate, and there, there have been celebrations, uh, most notably in the UK, as, as one would expect. But there, have, there were celebrations. They were quite elaborate. Uh, the 007 store, uh, true to itself, put up exorbitantly expensive gifts for, for us to buy. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of content and uh, to cele- celebrate the 60th. So, you know, there's been a lot going on and a lot of positivity and a lot of joy. And we figured we'd sort of package that as this year's Christmas special by 
bringing the listeners once again onto the show through some short MP3 audio messages so they could regale us in what their happiest, what, what, what's their warm blanket, James Bond <laughs> moment? Mm. Well, I mean, if I want to share, I'll share just quickly because we'll we'll get Please. to uh, to our uh, our uh, listeners and all that. But for me, it was really the, for me, it was a rediscovery of James Bond because I was a fan of Bond at a young age and I read the novels, mm-hmm. um, and then I was a fan of of Pierce Brosnan and I I saw every single Pierce Brosnan film in theaters, and yes. then it stopped and we knew that Pierce wasn't coming back. And I was going through, you know, different phases of my life, going through uh, getting out of out of college and or kind of like going through college and then into the workforce. So things mm. were necessarily changing socially. And then suddenly this announcement that Bond is back and he's blonde and he is this and he's that. And it's but when I saw Casino Royale mm. in theaters, it just was like, wow, <laughs> I'm back. I am back in this fandom. This is amazing. This is, yeah. and it just from there, I just threw myself back into it. And uh, yeah, that was, I think for me, the, the, the best memory I had was really getting back into it full force and, and just being absolutely consumed by it. And that's, you know what? It's very tempting to go that way as well, because that, that weekend, whichever weekend it, it was, I've seen November, I, I'm not going to quote any dates here, but whatever weekend it was, was a very big one. Uh, like you, opening weekend, can't remember if it was a Saturday or a, or a Friday, but that was impactful. It, it really was impactful. Uh, and it, re- it also reinvigorated my fandom, but I, I won't choose the same thing as you. I'm sort of hesitating between two things. One is a little bit more recent, although tied in to late 2006. That one would be when the Ultimate Edition DVD sets came out. Yes. And I, I bought them all in a row, and I was living in a very small apartment at that time. You know, this is 2006 here. I mean, I had my uh, a portable computer because I was at, at, at university the first time with a, you know, back in the day when it was really cool to have a DVD player in your in your in your portable computer. And I I just I plowed through those ultimate editions and I had never really explored the making of. So I had never really watched any of the documentaries. And um, I want to say I had never seen License to Kill. I feel like I should be saying that. I had never seen License to Kill. So like there were even one or two that was like, wow, I don't remember ever seeing this one. So, you know, one wonders, you know, why you remember certain episodes in, in your life, even though they happened so long ago. And I think the obvious answer is it's because they, they meant something. And I'll, I'll never forget. I don't remember much from my childhood. I have terrible memory for that things, but I do remember uh, a weekend where my parents uh, rented on VHS. I'd started watching Bond movies at that point, and I sort of wanted to see a bit more. And they had rented uh, uh, both, uh, what a duo, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service and The Spy Who Loved Me, two films which have oh, wow. nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Um, but they they certainly made uh, uh, an impact, and I think I sort of understood that James Bond can be many things at the same time because those are starkly different, <laughs> contrasting films. Just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, but certainly I I, I think of those two. I, I I must have enjoyed Spy Who Loved Me a little bit more than Majesty's. 
uh, most notably because of the ending, as 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 obvious as that sounds. So, so I don't maybe maybe just for nostalgia's sake, the, one of the rare times anybody will hear me a talk about nostalgia and b give in to nostalgia. That is not my modus operandi. Mm. I'll do it this one time since it's the Christmas spirit and all. I'll go with that weekend. I don't know how many years ago I'm an infant and I'm watching The Spy Who Loved Me and Honor Majesty's Secret Service on VHS on the same weekend. Um, to me, that sounds like a great weekend. A weird weekend, but a great weekend. <laughs> it was a great weekend. I mean, hey, I wanted to see more Bond films and my parents knew I was starting to like that stuff. Um, so they rented those two. Did, did they know what Majesty's Secret Service was about and how it ended? Maybe not, since that's what they put me through. <laughs> <laughs> a little traumatizing. Uh, you know, you're not sure what the context of the order of the films are and not too mm. aware of, of, of how fun. I mean, um, you know, kind of yeah. that Spy Love Me is not the same as the book. <laughs> no, well, I don't. I, that I tricked me. Uh, I didn't get around to reading any Fleming until. But see, but that's going back to your fuzzy memory. Late 2006 and bleeding into 2007. That's when all that happened. The Ultimate Edition DVDs, reading. <laughs> I had never read a single word of Fleming until my post uh Daniel Craig Casino Royale screenings. That's what brought me back into the fold. Because much like you, I was sort of on a bit of a hiatus. Like the franchise, I too was on a hiatus. And in fact, I know I've, I've revealed this on the show before, but in case listeners haven't heard this, I did not see Die Another Day in theaters. You didn't? No. Oh, man. I remember. I, I saw it in theaters. I, I, I kind of left the theater thinking, What? <laughs> I can imagine, but um, anyway, at subsequent rewatches, it's 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 been different. But anyway, um, mm. that's that's. Uh, but I mean, I think we have the kind of the similar um, upbringing in in the uh, renting of the of the Bond movies on DVDs uh, on DVDs on VHS because that's pretty much what I was spending my time. If I was going to the video store to rent something, it was Goldfinger, GoldenEye, Diamonds Are Forever. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think Diamonds of all the ones. Forever. Interesting. I was renting what they had, and if there wasn't there, then it's like, ah, oh, I guess I'll rent Back to the Future again. <laughs> oh man, what a terrible second choice! <laughs> uh, but we got a, a number of lovely mm-hmm. uh, submissions from uh, from friends uh, all over the world. Some new new friends, some new people yep. who have who have contributed this year that haven't contributed in the past. So it's good to see that uh, the uh, the Bond <laughs> fandom is growing. I listened to one at the time of this recording. I listened to one this morning. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is, but they're very polite and they sent us something. So I'm going to include it in the edit. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's I mean, there's um, there's I, I find that there was with no time to die. Um, I mean, obviously, there's kind of a, a, a drop off right after that where people are kind of like, OK, well, there's nothing new to talk about movie wise. Um mm. That we did get a new book, and it, it depends on who you ask. But some people are, are mm. warmer towards the books than others. I mean, obviously, we mm-hmm. adore the Horowitz uh, trio. I think we've we've, yeah. we've talked about it on the show before, and uh, we did like the the last one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, I think there's there's kind of like a little bit of a I, there's going to be more of a drop off too after the 60th because there's we kind of have a feeling that there's nothing coming in the pipeline as of yet. And I think some people are getting a little um, 
antsy about what's going to happen next and and what the franchise mm. is doing and mm. well yeah I, I think you 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 hit the you put the uh, tail on the donkey as i think the british say um in so far as we finally got no time to die mm-hmm. this is like over a year ago at this point but we finally got the movie which is a long time coming for all sorts of reasons um and then there was the 60th uh, which maybe didn't affect us here in Canada too much, but still, you know, everybody talked about it, and yeah. we all went to the Double Seven store, and you know, there's the the documentary on Amazon and this and that, or Prime Video, as I get the emails. Please call it Prime Video. All right. Um, so there was some stuff, and there was sort of the feeling that it is the 60th, and we rewatched some movies, but now the movie's over a year old. Mm-hmm. It's December. Mm-hmm. 60th anniversary, she gone. She gone. Uh, we are now, I mean, with the exception of that weird uh, game show uh, that they're, that's supposedly coming out, but that, you know, barely counts. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but I think that barely counts. We are sort of entering the great unknown. Like, right. Because at any other point where we've been doing the show or that I've been doing my thing or that we've been doing our individual social media stuff and, and there's always been the anticipation of another movie is on its way. We, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe except for after, well, you mean after Spectre, we, we, we all kind of started doing the podcasting. So there was uh, the anticipation there is another movie coming. Now it's like, there is mm-hmm. another movie coming. Who, what, when, where, and why? <laughs> um, so yes. I think that's kind of like yeah. the, the it's but it's good when I when I to kind of like go back to what I was saying. It's good to see that there are new people coming out and and getting involved. And there's I mean even just mm-hmm. with Gatherall that's just happened in in Pennsylvania, yes. um, new people showing up there, and it seems mm-hmm. like it was a a great success. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's good to see that the interest. Regardless of the fact that there, there's kind of nothing too big on the horizon, the interest is still there, and we're still talking about it. And even a year after No Time to Die, we're still talking about uh, the <laughs> franchise, and we're still talking about – I mean, we, we get From Russia with Love as a 60th anniversary next year. I think that the next couple of years are going to be really good because each film from the – after Dr. No – kind of filmed in succession so for the next at least four years we've got or three years we've got a movie to celebrate every year so from russia with love next year golden uh, goldfinger after that thunderball after that yeah oh man am i ever excited to celebrate uh those movies what a whew, what a trio right there not not to be smirched dr no i love dr no but you know things really kick into gear with from russia with love and then just go oh my goodness goldfinger mm-hmm. oh my goodness uh Thunderball. Um, but uh, enough about uh, anniversaries coming up. Let's celebrate more what the listeners have to say about their uh, their happy memories. So we uh, roll the tape. Hello. Hello. I have a message for you. I think you just delivered it. Hello, this is Bill Koenig at the uh, Spy Command vlog. And uh, I thank uh, the James Bond Complex for inviting me to uh, contribute to this. I have a lot of happy memories about uh, James Bond films, but I keep going back to how I got drawn in in the first place, which was in 1965, 
there was in, in the US, there was this TV special, The Incredible World of James Bond. It was very well done. Um, originally, Sean Connery was supposed to be the narrator, but he was kind of done with Bond for a while. And so they hired this character actor named Alexander Scorby, who had this wonderful voice, and he was the narrator. And he gave the special this gravitas, more gravitas than it probably deserved, because it was intended to be a promotional vehicle. But, you know, it came across really as a detailed documentary, and everything just, you know, as a young boy, it totally sucked me in. And I had not seen a James Bond film up until that time. And I finally saw one the following spring with Thunderball. I mean, Thunderball actually came out at Christmas, but uh, I did not see it for a few months after that. Anyway, at that time, you know, there were spies all over TV, but Thunderball gave you things you could not get on TV. And from that point onward, I was hooked. And I've remained hooked on it. And anyway, again, I have many favorable memories, but this one I, I, I keep going back to. So anyway, happy 60th anniversary to the film James Bond and uh, happy holidays, everybody. Take care. Hi, everyone. This is Oliver, a longtime James Bond fan. Uh, and here I am with my three James Bond happiest moments. The first one would be uh, when I first discovered the James Bond world with Goldeneye, the VHS, you know, back in 1998. Uh, DVDs, well, they weren't really mainstream at the time. So, yeah, we were sticked. We were stuck, basically, with VHS. <laughs> um, I just remember I just put uh, the tape, and then I just sat on the floor. I was mesmerized, of course, excited by my new superhero at the time. Um, so after that, I discovered the Nintendo 64 game. I discovered the Club James Bond France website. It's like an encyclopedia of the entire James Bond world. You can, like, consult villains. Uh, you can... You know, see posters, you can see tons of material on the James Bond uh, world, basically. So I was really stunned to see this website. So all combined, this would, this would be like a true happy moment. The second one would be, ironically, when we attend uh, the No Time to Die movie in the theaters. And why I said ironically is because it turned out to be one of the worst James Bond films ever made. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't killed off the James Bond character at the end of the movie, right? So, uh, but yeah, when uh, it was the day, finally the day arrived, a two-year-long wait, we were so ready to finally watch this uh, three-hour movie, almost three hours. Um, so yeah, it was such a blast. And the third moment, nonetheless, and I don't want to sound cheesy here, but it is the truth. Um, it's when I finally met you guys, the James Bond complex, you know? Matsuri and Edgar. Um, yeah, uh, it happened on November 5th, 2019, if I'm correct. And uh, it just turned out to be uh, the best friendships I've ever had. And uh, I'm so happy with it. It's such a blessing. And I'm really lucky to have met you guys. 
you include me in your events. Uh, sometimes uh, it's a surprise to appear on your podcast, like what I'm doing right now. So it's really nice to feel included and to be part of this whole James Bond community. And uh, yeah, I I want to thank you guys for this. Um, I'm really grateful. So uh, thank you guys, and I wish you all happy holidays. Take care. Bud West here with the Bond Brain to share my favorite James Bond memory. Now, for me, it's the events that I look forward to the most, the gathering with people and going to Bond-themed activities, no matter where they occur. And one of those stands out for me, and that is my Bond girl and I attended the Spy Gala to ring in the new year of 2019. The Spy Gala was a yearly event that ran for 17 straight years that had a flat-out James Bond theme. There were Bond movies playing on screens everywhere. Each of the rooms in the Washington Plaza Hotel came with the theme of a different nation featured in a Bond film. But I think the best part of it for me was the inclusion of a mock casino. Now, it's a black tie affair. The gentlemen are in tuxedos. The ladies are in their finest gowns. And I got to sit down at a Texas Hold'em table a la Casino Royale in black tie and turn 1400 mock dollars into 14000 Now, it wasn't real money, but at that moment, that was the moment I probably felt most like I was in a Bond movie. So that particular moment always sticks out in my mind as my favorite Bond memory so far. Hopefully there's a lot more to come. Thank you all. Happy holidays from the Bond Brain. Take care and looking forward to 2023. Hi there, Simon Drake here. My favorite Bond memory was in January of 2019. I spent a weekend with the James Bond community. On the Friday night, there was a screening at Pinewood Studios of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And on the Saturday night, nearby to Pinewood, there was a concert of Cue the Music and a load of the James Bond community were there. We all stayed in, in the hotel and we all got together and seeing Majesties for the first time on the big screen at Pinewood Studios with Peter Lamont and a few others doing a Q&A was extraordinary. And then seeing the cue the music, we also went to some Bond locations in the in the morning as well before the concert around Black Park and around where Tracy's grave is and places like that. So yeah, it was really great. And also just on a personal note, I have a crippling phobia of sitting in auditoriums. I get horrendous claustrophobia and it's often really difficult for me to get to see screenings and concerts and things. So to spend two separate evenings doing events that involve me sitting in auditoriums with a bunch of people was really difficult, but it made it even more um, beneficial to be able to do those things and to get through them and to not have a horrendous panic attack by doing so and actually really enjoying both the events themselves and also the achievement for me of overcoming some some horrendous phobias. Just as a side note as well, an, another close second of one of my favourite Bond memories was being asked to be a, a guest on the James Bond Complex 
as well, just to sort of flag for my appreciation for, for you or to let me on the show to talk about both the editing of the Bond movies and also discussing the novel of Dr. No. Really enjoyed my time chatting about Bond, but also to, to look at those films and the book in a more analytical way as well and make some notes and that kind of thing. So I actually really appreciated being able to to contribute to your podcast because it's given me a lot of listening pleasure along the way. So keep up the good work and look forward to hearing more in the new year. Take care. Thanks for everything. Bye. Hey you guys, it's Blake over at Bond Life Chicago. My favorite James Bond memory throughout the entire series and my lifetime. Obviously, James Bond's a little bit older than I am. I've got a lot of fond memories growing up watching Bond movies with my dad, going and doing stuff like that. Um, but I'd have to say my fondest memory, my favorite memory so far is my recent trip last month, uh, November 2022, to Nassau Bahamas where I actually got to go to two different Bond locations and got to walk in the steps of James Bond. Never in a million years would I have ever dreamt of or thought that I'd be able to go to one of the locations that James Bond's been to and even planning my trip down there. I knew we were close to some of the locations but I never thought that we'd actually be able to make it down there and the initial walk on the beach when we first got to our resort I was able to see the breakwater location only about a five minute walk down the beach so that had that was a no-brainer had to go down there and that was cool and then the next day after we went down to breakwater we were able to get a taxi and go to Ocean Club Resort which again I didn't think we'd even be able to get into the Ocean Club Resort let alone um, get to have a drink where Bon had a drink and uh, just how welcoming the entire staff at the Ocean Club Resort was having a drink there and talking with a bartender for over an hour as we were over there. They were very understanding of the Bond community. Um, they pegged us as a, as Bond fans the second we were there and they allowed me to go around, take pictures of all the, all the specific spots where Craig was and make, and do the poses and, and, and basically just make, an entire event of it and and that alone was worth the trip down there anybody that could make it down there i would highly recommend that the ocean club is great for just go down there have a drink or two get your bond pictures and and like i said for those that that don't think they can walk in the steps of bond those are two very easy locations where you can get there and 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 like I said, walk in the steps of Bond and, and kind of make make that dream a reality. That was very fun. Uh, has to be one of the highlights of my entire life for sure. And other than that, I'd like to thank the James Bond Complex for putting together an awesome podcast. Uh, wishing you guys happy holidays and wishing everybody else out there happy holidays as well. Thanks. Hello again to my dear friends at the James Bond Complex and to all the lovely listeners that happen to follow their show. Uh, this is Mike Reyes from Cinema Blend wishing you all a very happy holiday and a swift but delightful exit from the year 2022 into the year 2023. This, of course, was the 60th anniversary of the James Bond franchise and all of us have been asked to provide 
what is our happiest James Bond memory? And it's so hard for me to pick one, especially with the opportunities that my fandom has provided me professionally and personally uh, to connect to this franchise, especially since if it was not for my father's love of James Bond, I would have never had gotten into this racket at all. Um, But I would say that my happiest memory would have to be the home video press tour for No Time to Die at the end of 2021, because not only have we finally seen Daniel Craig's final installment play out on the screen, but a select group of us journalists were invited to take part in some wonderful activities, uh, everything from going to Les Ambassadeurs to see the club that James Bond himself was introduced in, to driving Land Rovers and speaking with people like Chris Corbold or Naomi Harris. And on top of that, I made a lot of really good friends and got to meet some people for the first time on that trip. Uh, I got to meet uh, someone from among our numbers, David Zaritsky from The Bond Experience. Uh, I had met him for the first time on that trip. And I would say that it was a moment that helped reinforce some key friendships and only drove my love for Bond even deeper into my heart. And that is what I'm going to say is my favorite memory of the James Bond franchise so far, because even though it's been 60 years, well, they have all the time in the world to thrill us yet again. Uh, happy holidays, and thank you once again for in- inviting me to do the introducing me. Thank you once again for inviting me to take part in this wonderful holiday experience. And uh, keep your martinis cool out there, folks. Here's to 2023. Hey guys, this is Matt number two, a friend and fan of the show since 2018 now. I'm always happy to return for the generous offer by Matt number one and Edgar to give back the mic to the people for their yearly traditional Christmas special episode. Now, we're in 2022, celebrating the 60th anniversary of the film franchise, and the guys have asked us to share our happiest Bond memory. Well, this is a good question. Some might explore childhood or teenager memories, but I'll go back in time no further than 2017. My happiest Bond memory is the event during which the comedic biography Becoming Bond was presented at the Festival de Cinéma de la Ville de Québec, telling the incredible story of George Lazenby and how he landed the 007 role. Funnily enough, this event also marks the genesis of the podcast James Bond Complex when Matt and Anger first met. But to me, this is a special memory, as I've shared it with two close friends of mine who are major Bond fans as well one of which was an even bigger Bond fan than I was during childhood, if mostly for the Brosnan era. This guy was acing the GoldenEye N64 game back then. Well, I was in awe of his talent since I've never been that good of a gamer. And the other friend is a guy with whom I rewatched the entire franchise up to, uh, let's see, well, when we were 21 years old. And uh, we were commenting on our experiences up to this point and our appreciations. And we compared them to when we watched the movies roughly around teenagehood. Now, the 2017 Becoming Bond event gave us the opportunity to meet George Lazenby, to get his autograph and to take a picture with him. I kept all these preciously. And I remember telling George uh, when I met him that I was a big fan of his and the movie, 
And to which he replied, well, do you mean the documentary or the Majesty's movie? And I candidly replied, oh, you know, both, just both. Safe to say I was geeking out. And if you ever come across my picture with him, you can see the large smile I'm showcasing. I was over the moon of uh, this uh, special occasion. And I felt blessed to be able to meet one of the legendary James Bond actors when he was visiting Quebec City. As I know now, I've missed my chance to meet Roger Moore in the past, and now Sean Connery never will get the opportunity, so I was glad to seize this occasion back then. I'm now a huge fan of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. On the contrary, I used to hate this one when I was a, when I was a teenager, so it's a, it's a fun contrast. Not only it's one of my best James Bond movies in my current ranking, but also it now sits among my holiday movie classics tradition to revisit on a yearly basis along with unorthodox Christmas movies such as Die Hard, Batman Returns, Gremlins, and so on. So there it is from another fellow to everyone else. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Long live the Bond franchise, and thanks again to the guys hosting the podcast, Matt, Edgar, and now Jason and Emery. You guys are the best. Keep up the good work. Take care. There you have it. Uh, such wonderful, wonderful memories, uh, which I have uh, listened to while doing post-production. <laughs> <laughs> but going off of experience, I I want to say I've edited every single one of the Christmas specials. You know, they they never disappoint. So whatever it is you people sent me, I I know in advance that it's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> That's a very polite way of saying it, but uh, you know we 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 we're a team of, of of four you know content creators here, so there's there's a it's a group effort to get these to get them in, and then uh, we don't necessarily all have the time to 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 listen to them all before getting to you know post production. Mm. Um, the wheels are always turning here at the James Bond complex. There's always something to do. Mm. Indeed, they are indeed. Uh, maybe just to, to, to bookend, because if I'm not mistaken, uh, actually, no, there might be one behind the scenes recording for, for something, uh, me and Jason in a little bit, but, uh, but for all intents and purposes, this is kind of the last recording of 2022. So since it was the 60th anniversary, um, you shared your, your warmest Bond memory overall, but was there anything in 2022 Bond related that really struck a chord for you? I, I really find feel that um, the 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 recent Penfold release really kind of uh, surprised me because um, I mean they had previously reissued the Penfold Heart Ball which is iconic because of the book and because of the movie but then they kind of like expanded the line and I know that uh, that uh, David and um, the other fellow, Bond's apartment, um, his name escapes me at the moment. Bond's apartment, that's not Luke Taggart, is it? Is it Luke Taggart? Is it Luke? Were you the one who just got married? Sorry, I'm... Uh, that's Luke Taggart, that's Luke Taggart. <laughs> there you go. Uh, boy, he, they both interviewed the new uh, CEO of, of Penfold. But not only did they come out with, <clears throat> excuse me, the ball as a reissue. Then they re, they, they came out with a whole 60th anniversary line. So there's a ball marker, uh, there's a really nice leather bag to me the bag is is semi-useless because it's it's a small bag so it would be for me going to the driving range but these are they're all really useful mm. really nice pieces of of golf kit that 
also kind of include the 007 and it's always been part of the books and the novels and there's there's been golf in in at least well he tries to go golfing in honor of majesty secret service he doesn't <laughs> get around to doing it but it's kind of like part of of the of of the what i would call the essential bond skill so to see that penfold would come back into it and not just reissue something from the movie or you know something that mm-hmm. was, that was mentioned in the movie as a piece of of something you can own and then but to have the branded stuff come out and uh, semi-affordable stuff like it's it's higher end golf stuff but it's still attainable it's not a nine thousand dollar baccarat table it's it's you know it's affordable pieces of of stuff that you can low-key wear golfing Mm -hmm. the hat the the the, Mm -hmm. their golf gloves are really nice too so there's a few pieces uh, in their collection like i'm hmm Maybe you, now, now, now you're talking my language. Now this is something that's attainable. <laughs> Golf 60th anniversary edition. Why not? Mm. <laughs> it gives me an excuse to go golfing. So I know, I, I, I know you do golf when you can. Anyways, let's put it that way. But you, yeah. technically speaking, you are a golfer. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess for me, it's a little bit of a tricky one because the two things I appreciated the most this year are. are, are they're either unofficial or they're not film-related. I mean, the unofficial one is the most recent edition of Let's Bond, and and the right. non-film-related one is Horowitz's concluding novel of his trilogy. <laughs> None of those have to do with the movies. Um, I guess if it has to be something for the movies. You know what? I kind of like the music documentary that Amazon Prime put up. Um, it was good. It was very slickly done. Mm. Um, was there a breadth of content in there that I was not privy to beforehand? Not really, uh, but it was a nicely packaged, very slick, very sexy looking um, documentary. They had nice little graphics where there would be a music sheet and they'd be talking about the song and you'd have the notes playing. I know you can't read music, but... Um, <laughs> Um, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Um, But I guess guess because most of it was in the UK, I'm I'm struggling to think of official movie-related stuff that happened this year that really struck a chord with me. I I think I'm going to have to go with the music documentary, to be honest with you. I I liked it. It was good. But what I'll add to that is what I found that was good about what Amazon did is that I I don't know how much they talked about it beforehand, but the concert – being put on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime for or Prime Video, included in Prime Video and not at a premium where you had to pay extra mm-hmm. for it. So you got the documentary, and I think the day after you got the the concert yeah. in its entirety. Um, Is it its uh, entire? I think it's a truncated version of it. Well, it's just, it's fifty eight minutes. I don't know if it was, it was the actual concert. Yeah, the concert. The concert was a lot longer than that. Oh, was it? Oh, I'll have to. Jean will confirm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but but still, to even offer us for free a portion of, mm-hmm. of this grand event because it could have just been like we're having this event it's closed doors if you don't have a ticket too bad that's it to have it and the day after not come out like a year later as a special edition to have it the day after the concert actually happens to be on yeah. live on prime i mean it's <clears throat> i know that streaming is 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 advancing with with different ways of, of functioning but to have the concert available that quick was i mean Good on Amazon mm-hmm. for for having bought MGM and being able to do that and to be able to do it so quickly and have such an impact. So yeah, quickly. 
I, I agree with that. I think that's probably a very astute point you just made insofar as the documentary, but more notably the concert you just brought up. That might be our first little sneak peek at what um, what we might be getting through Amazon going forward since Amazon uh, owns MGM and uh, you know yada, yada, yada. We've had these conversations before. Point being, James Bond stuff is going to be on Amazon going forward. Yeah. Um, so that was a little sneak peek as to how efficient they could be, uh, how well produced the product can be. That's not to say when it was on Apple or stuff like that. It wasn't good. I think the being James Bond uh, conversation is, is quite good. Um, but but the music doc was very slick, and yeah, the fact that they were able to package that concert or a ver- version of it so quickly, so efficiently, mm-hmm. and put it up there on Prime Video at no extra cost, um, it it may be. I'm going to be very kind. It is the spirit of gi- the season of giving and the spirit of giving. I'm going to be kind and say maybe it makes me a tiny bit more interested in that game show that they're going to come up with, which is a prime video thing. Yeah, production. So yeah. that's the quality they're giving us. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the game show, but but if, if if the quality of that series is anything like what Amazon was able to pr- produce, I mean, Amazon with Eon, yada, 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 if it's anything like what Amazon was able to produce with the concert and the dock, maybe there's hope. <laughs> there might be hope. We'll see. How what the, it depends on what the format is, if it's not the, um, the standard. I am getting... Um, I'm just getting harassed with texts here from uh, this Senor, hour of the night, uh, Senor Blanco. I'm, I'm, he's probably just telling me that I've won an iPhone and I got to pay for shipping. But uh, uh, <laughs> no, hang on. He's asking, do we have people everywhere? We do have people everywhere. Him again? I can't believe it. I hate that guy. He's not going to let us go. No, he will not. Even during the Christmas spirit. But you know what? We'll be kind to him. We'll help him out. Uh, we do have people everywhere. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, agree. We're on Facebook. Search for the James Bond Complex. We're on Instagram at the James Bond Complex. Uh, Jason's doing a, a bang-up job with that. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. I shouldn't forget YouTube. A uh, little bit less content these days, but we're still around. Search for the James Bond Complex. Subscribe and tickle us with the thumbs-up button. And if you want to listen to us, like I said, Spotify. Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and my best friends, Apple Podcasts. Search for the James Bond Complex, subscribe, write a review, and leave us a five-star glowing Golden Gun review. <laughs> bling, bling. Uh, neither of us, well, that's not true, but I'm not, I'm not going to share my personal information. <laughs> Yeah, you can um, find me on Instagram and on, on Facebook, double uh, seven underscore intrepid. Um, if you want to see me post about food, that's for that's what I've been that, doing. That's, these that's days. why but, I never uh, share my stuff. It's all movies and sports, non-James Bond movies. So there's no point in me sharing that garbage. Um, garbage for the James Bond fans, of course. Uh, I make exactly, money off exactly. of that stuff. It's not, it's not garbage to me. That's how I pay the bills. Um, anyway, so on that note, Merry Christmas, Emery. Merry Christmas to you, Edgar. We are back in, we're taking a little bit of a break. We're taking uh, a week off and we're back on the yep. 4th of January. Uh, and then the week after, there's actually going to be a new video on the YouTube. So you should check that nice, out as well. Nice. Yes, I believe you showed us a sneak peek of what might that be. Look good. Look good. 
I mean, if anybody's going to, if any of us four is going to do food and drinks, well, it ain't going to be me. Mm. Uh, might as well be you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Merry Christmas to our listeners. Happy New Year. We will see、Bonne、you at the time this comes out、uh, in a couple of weeks. Bonne année, tout le monde. Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año, Buen Natal, Joyeux Noël. Bye. bye.